0: Right into this world, all alone God takes your soul, you're on your own The crow flies straight, a perfect line On the devil's back, until you die Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Crossroads Podcast. It's your boy, the man of a thousand gimmicks, the dustiest man in the game, the diamond in the rough, Diamond Dave. And what's up, everybody? Uh, So, yes, as I said last week, we are back on our weekly shows. I'm uh, hoping to maintain this schedule, but obviously things can change. And, like always, should things change, I will notify you guys on the interwebs, so to speak. Um, Not gonna lie, today's episode's a little hard to record, just cause it's Mother's Day. And uh, for those of you guys who don't really follow me, uh, like, you know, very, very strictly, so to speak, um, you guys would know that uh, my mom... Passed away uh, in November. It's going to be 10 years ago. So Mother's Day, her birthday, which is on the 13th of May, and uh, the anniversary of her passing, which is on the 9th of November, they're always really tough for me. So uh, I started off today by visiting my mom at the cemetery. The cemetery is located about 45 minutes away from me. And every time I go, I always, uh, you know, say a rosary, um... You know, and kind of just, like, have a conversation, so to speak. Um, So, yeah, I did that. And, uh, you know, it never truly gets, like, you know, easier to deal with. You just get better equipped to deal with it. I'm not sure if that makes sense, so I'm sorry if you're confused by that statement. Um, But, uh, yeah, so Mother's Day is always a really difficult day for me. Along with the fact that, obviously, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I am gearing up for a move. Um, That's coming right around the corner. So, yeah, things are going pretty crazy. But on a lighter note, today's two weeks since my second dose of the vaccine. So, as of right now, I am fully vaccinated from COVID-19. And funny story on that. A couple weeks ago, I went to the Mets game. And uh, obviously, they require a negative COVID test, PCR within three days of the event, or a rapid test within six hours of the event. So I obviously, you know, I went to the same place where I got my prior COVID test, which is one of the local uh, go health urgent care centers on Long Island. Thinking that everything's all fine and dandy because I was under the assumption that all COVID tests are covered. Well, I tested negative, I went to the Mets game, etc, etc, and the other day I get a bill for $300. So, uh, I'm a little pissed. I'm planning on going in and uh, complaining, so to speak, but um, when I was... Doing uh, research on my insurance carrier's website, they said that they only cover medically necessary tests. So, if that's the case, I'm kind of fucked and I'm on the hook for $300. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the focus of this podcast, which is wrestling. So, obviously, this week was blood and guts for AEW. I have a couple friends who actually were in attendance live. And, yeah, it, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't able to watch the show live because I was working a lot this week. However, I was able to watch the show when I got back home. I actually recorded it. And, yeah, one the there are a couple things I want to point out. First off, um, so people are complaining that, The first hour of the show was taped and the people in attendance were watching it on the big screen for the stage. And then the second hour was live, which was the match. So the people in attendance got half the show that they paid for taped matches and the other half live. The event was called Blood and Guts. So in all honesty, in my opinion, you had to have thought that the show was going to first off a revolve around blood and guts and the fact that the blood and guts match requires the cage and unlike the NXT version of it it has a ceiling on top of it and the two rings interconnected the setup had to be changed so obviously it was going to be the only match to see live so I think people who went with the different um A different uh, mentality are really stupid. I read uh, the other day that I think five people thus far wanted to get refunds. Um, I say boo to you if you wanted a refund for that. Um, Overall, it was a really good match. Um, A lot more violent, so to speak, than the NXT war games. Um, I like the setup and how they actually had the cage, the top of the cage. Again, um and I also liked how instead of the NXT version, everyone was uh not placed inside a shark cage, but rather at opposite ends of the structure with their own door. And each door had a referee, so at each time frame at each you know time interval, so to speak, the competitors were able to enter. Um Like I said, I fully expected the pinnacle to win, Um, but there are some things I do want to point out. Uh, The one that's weighing on my mind most of all, right off the bat, is uh, Jericho being thrown off the cage. It was a great spot, but AEW did not do well in covering that it was cardboard over the fall pad. Um. They could have at least, I saw some people mention on Twitter, they could have at least like spray painted the underside of the cardboard, which is very true. But if they were trying to sell that as being part of the stage, car, silver or silver paint or not, it wasn't going to make a difference. But it just looked kind of weak sauce and cheap. But uh, God bless Chris Jericho for taking a spot like that. Um, not many people his age take spots like that, unless your name's Shane McMahon. Second of all, one of the things that stood out to me is it seems like everyone on the inner circles team bladed now, like obviously, you know, cuts happen. And I know for a fact I saw Chris Jericho with a blade in his hand for an extended period of time when he was, uh, when towards the end of the match. But, yo, if you're going to blade, you cannot do that. You, the blade has to be like well hidden, and you need to make sure you're not, wherever you're holding it, is not in the, view of the camera. And at least with Jericho, I can't speak for everyone else, but I have read a lot of from a lot of people on Twitter and that it did seem like a lot of people, not even just on the inner circle, but in the match were blading. But the one that really stuck out to me was Chris Jericho. So there's that. But um I like how the inner circle had their uh Department of Corrections uniforms uh, ring attire entrance ring attire from um, you know where they were raised like you had um Jake Hager with a uh, Reno you had um Sammy Guevara wearing a uh, Harris County Corrections etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you had a uh, The whole pinnacle matching in the white, gold, and purple uh, colored um, gear, which was pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, it was a violent match. MJF looks all the better for it. But you do have to give kudos to each person in that match. They even mentioned on commentary... Uh, people who have gone into that match Got injured and had their careers ended So the match isn't for the faint of heart But uh overall I think AW uh, Did do it really well However I am still very bitter On the fact that it was supposed to be The Newark event That I was supposed to go to last year Between the Elite and the Inner Circle And that obviously turned into stadium stampede which is understandable for considering the pandemic but seeing so many people at that event made made me really bitter but that's neither here nor there that probably won't be the only one for the show and moving forward uh AW's planning on doing da- uh double or nothing at full capacity in Jacksonville so that's big Obviously, Florida has been, you know, one of the first states to start taking away at the uh, um, COVID restrictions. Uh, It is nice to see some normalcy. Do I think the country is ultimately ready for it? No, but who am I? So now let's talk about really the only things I want to say on Impact, Uh, El Phantasmo Two-time Super J-Cup winner, member of the Bullet Club. Uh, he debuted. He had a good match. Um, a lot of people are confused, like, considering this upcoming week on AEW. You have Yuji Nagata versus John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship. And in Impact, you have Finjuice as their tag team champions. And you have ELP showing up so uh, it really does seem that when you say the forbidden door is in fact open it does seem like that you have Impact and AW working together you have Impact and NJPW working together you have NJPW and uh, AW working together Obviously, NJPW still does have their relationship with Ring of Honor. And, um, yeah, so you do have a lot of these companies, uh, working together, so to speak. The only one who's late to the show is WWE, but there are still the rumors of the, um, potential, uh, agreement with MLW Major League Wrestling on a talent exchange if that in fact is the case I do see some of WWE's talent going on excursion in MLW's upcoming open draft so that'll be interesting Um, if you guys haven't you can watch uh, MLW Fusion on YouTube and they also will be starting soon on Vice TV if I'm not mistaken um, but with Impact, the biggest thing coming up is their next event, which is Under Siege. And as of right now, they have two huge, huge matches. One of which is a six-way number one contenders match for Kenny Omega's Impact World Championship. And that's being competed between Chris Saban, Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, Matt Cardona... Trey Miguel and Moose. That should be a great match. Any of those, any of those people, you could see challenging Kenny Omega, Chris Sabin, former champion, Sammy Callahan, former champion. Historically, he lost the belt to Tessa, who then went to Mexico and never came back. Moose is a former self-crowned champion, so to speak. Um, Trey Miguel's. Up and coming, Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder, and Chris Bay, former X-Division champion. It's going to be a good match. And then you also have Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Eddie Edwards and Finjuice. And then you also have the Knockouts Tag Team Championships being contended between new, newly crowned champs from Rebellion. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering... Versus Fire and Flava... Now one thing I want to say... Straight up about Fire and Flava... Fire and Flava... Kira Hogan's fucking annoying... And I I literally can't watch her... Between all of her complaining about like you know... Sasha Banks copied me this... Yada yada yada... It's annoying as fuck... And then... It, 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 it's just really annoying... Her and Tasha are really talented together but i i just can't get behind them when care hogan just complains that somebody is copying her look when if you notice a lot of looks do happen to be you know used multiple times and nobody has like a oh, what's the word nobody has ownership of any look so like Kira Hogan is, like, straight bugging. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the last time she complained about Sasha Banks, she then, like, went on Instagram Live or something and complained, like, oh, like, stop coming at me, like, mental health. Now, I, I'm all for not coming at someone when it comes to mental health. But, like, you, you also can't just use that as, like, a shield when you say something stupid. Like, I I can't say whether or not she does, in fact, or not suffer from any mental health issues. That's not my case. I'm not her primary care physician. But if I say something stupid, I'm not going to hide around mental health. Like, I suffer from mental health stuff, too. But, like, I feel it's a crutch. And I don't think that's fair. I really don't. So... Yeah, that's really what's going on with Impact. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how Impact and AEW are really benefiting from this relationship. Because, in all honesty, it seems like it 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 doesn't seem right to me. But that's just that's just me. So now let's go to Raw. Now, instead of talking about everything, I'm I'm going to really talk about the the main things, and that's uh, so the men and women's. Matches are both now triple threats With the men's match being competed Between Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre And Bohr Strowman And the women's match being contended Between Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte (sighs) So we're back here again Obviously, I said in the past I don't want this I'm hoping Rhea Ripley can, uh, you know Inch this one out. Really, I just don't want Charlotte to win. Oscar or Rhea, I'm fine with. I just don't want Charlotte to win. She she once again just annoys me because she's always in this goddamn position. <clears throat> but we deal we still do have to see what does come from this relationship she has with Sonia Deville. Who knows if Sonia Deville's gonna be operating as a heel, um, He'll, uh, a heel general manager, so to speak, or if she's going to actually, like, you know, be a heel manager of superstars. But, um, you can obviously see that there is starting to be some uh, friction between Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. And I'm not gonna lie, she's doing a great job because she's annoying the shit out of me as well. Um... And then, uh, yeah, that's really all I want to talk about with Raw. I still think that Raw is way too long for what it's worth. And half the show is forgettable. And yeah, half the show is forgettable. So now let's move on to NXT. NXT, you finally have the return of Karrion Cross as champion with uh, his Harbinger of Doomsday, Scarlet. Um... And it seems like everyone and their uh, their mother wants uh, wants a shot against Karrion Cross. I mean you had O'Reilly come out. You you, you had everyone in their mothers come out. And I I really do like this. Um everyone was beating down on Karrion Cross. You had Finn involved, you had Pete Dunn involved, um Really, I think the NXT championship picture looks really good right now, but as I always say, as I've always said, I honestly do hope, in fact, that Karrion Cross does get a lengthy, doesn't have to be the longest reign, but just like a impactful reign, no pun intended, just because a lot of people are pinning him as being fast-trackable for the main roster, but I want his title to be... his title reign to be remembered in the annals of nxt history so to speak obviously right now you have shinsuke samoa joe and finn as two-time champions obviously adam cole longest reigning nxt champion um and obviously kevin owens but then if you think on the other side of it you think of ones that you kind of forget about now and that is in my opinion, Adrian Neville Now Pac Biggie Langston Now Biggie Bo Dallas And now Bo Dallas isn't even with the company anymore He he has his real estate thing While Liv Morgan has her firm Um So like I I want Karrion Cross To be remembered on the Memorable side of it rather than The non-memorable side of it So to speak You also have what I was hoping wouldn't be the case: another relatively quick title change, with regards to the women's NXT tag team championships. Now, I'm not against Candice LeRae and in Indy being champions, cause they, at least Candace does. Indy's still relatively new, but I mean, you pair her with Candace, Candice's success is going to be your success. Obviously, that's how factions work, but. Ember and Shotzi still were relatively new champions. I mean, what? They had the belts for like a month and a half, if that? Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, but on on the other side, I will admit, Candice LeRae is deserving of a championship reign. I just figured she would be NXT Women's Champion before Tag Team Champion. That's just me. Um... Raquel Gonzalez is still boring. I'm looking forward to the match. It seems that we're going to be getting between uh, her and Mercedes Martinez. Um, I would love to see Mercedes Martinez win the championship from her. That's just me, but I know it's not going to happen. And it honestly does seem like I'm the only one who's on the not Raquel train like, I just really hate Raquel, and it's not because of her political beliefs, because yes, she is in fact MAGA, but no, I just don't think she's that good. I don't think she's that talented, and I think that she doesn't deserve her spot. I honestly think that um, Dakota Kai is more deserving, but that's just me. Um, EO is still nowhere to be found, but we do have our uh, new Joshi, Saray. Who is uh, doing well so far? Um, we even had her uh, come to the aid of Zoe Stark after Zoe Stark was being attacked by Tony Storm. Um, I'm really excited to see what Saray can do in this company. Um, so, yeah, it's really a, a wait and see game. And uh, please, get the fucking North American Championship off of Johnny Gargano. It's so annoying. He's so annoying. I I literally don't think I've hated a fashion as much as I hate the way. It's just stupid. It, it, it really is. And whatever happened to Team Index, literally, it happened, you trademark it, and then now they're, like, shying away from it. It's like... What the hell? Now, even though this doesn't pertain to NXT, but two of their recent Performance Center signings have officially debuted as part of the 205 Live roster. First of which is the former Alex Zane, now under the name of Ari Sterling. And second of all, you have Ikemin Jerome, who... Uh, is very talented. You can look up some of his stuff. And from the highlight, since I don't watch uh, 205 Live regularly anymore, um, they both look really talented. And honestly, if you haven't seen Alex Zane, you must be staying under a rock because you could literally see some of his highlights from any of his GCW shows or even more recently, the New Japan NJPW JPW Strong uh, show on Friday nights at 10 p.m and uh yeah i strongly recommend it um once again i am always tentative of these stars debuting right to 205 live because it makes me think right off the bat that they're already uh glass ceilinged in the way in that weight class and i'm not a fan of that I'm really not, but that's just me. Now, let's talk about throwback SmackDown. I was so disappointed that we did not get the fist. I hate when all these anniversaries come up for SmackDown, and they always do the polls asking which stage would you like to see first the original smackdown that had those like you know concentric rings that you know looked almost 3d so to speak the mirrors in the fist everyone universally says the mirrors in the fist and we know that they still have it in storage because a while back they were doing like you know the WWE warehouse shit And literally there is a picture That even somebody posted on it Leading up to this That has a Smackdown fist Behind old Judgment Day letters From when Judgment Day was a pay-per-view And they had the unique Stages And backlash letters were in front of that So we know for a fact That they still have the fist Give us The fucking fist Right off the bat um, it was pretty cool that Michael Cole was dressed in, you know, old school Michael Cole attire, and you had Pat McAfee dressed as a, uh, younger Vincent Kennedy McMahon when he used to be a commentator. Um, it, it was a nice little touch, and then you even had the referees wearing the old Smackdown, uh, Smackdown referee shirts, the blue and white, um. It was a nice touch. And they even had the old school WW, not the WWF one, but the old school block WW logo for what, the logo they had in the Golden Age before it became the WWF with, like, you know, the scratch marks and all that. And that was pretty cool. Um, we opened up with a Roman. Jay and Paul doing a uh, eulogy for Daniel Bryan's career. A lot of people were saying on Twitter it looks like they could barely, like, hold in their, like, laughing and smiling that they were doing it. But the good thing that came out of it is we finally have the other Uso back. Jimmy Uso made his return. I was so happy, and he was calling Jay out on his bullshit for, you know... Only quitting when Roman had uh, Jimmy in the guillotine at Hell in a Cell And then becoming his little bitch And being his little lackey So uh, I did like that And then obviously later in the night Cesaro went apeshit on the whole bloodline And Jimmy came out to help Jay Now, we don't know if that was him joining the table, so to speak, or if that was him really trying to get into Jay's head that, like, you know, let's run this back, like, greatest tag team, yada, yada, yada. We don't have to be Roman's bitch. Like, we could be contributing to the family as tag team champions. You don't have to, like, you know, be the right-hand man, so to speak. So we'll see about that. And we do have our Universal title match for WrestleMania Backlash. And surprisingly, it is not a runback match of a WrestleMania match. Which kind of goes against the name, WrestleMania Backlash. And that is Cesaro defeating Seth Rollins. Thanks to the distraction from Jimmy Uso... To to beat Rollins. So we have Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. So I'm curious to see where this ends. I'm not completely sold on writing off Jimmy Uso as not being a part of the... Of the... Um, not being part of the faction. But I'm also not writing him off as having joined the faction. I do have to see more from it... But let's wait and see. Um, also, we had um more of Bailey, and once again, I said it last week Bailey's disheveled hair is looking more and more like crazy, and I'm not sure what the uh, I'm not sure what is going on with that. It uh. It kinda it kinda concerns me. And I don't know, but it, it, it doesn't look good. I'll just I'll just put that at I'll just put that out there right away. Um but Bailey will be challenging uh Bianca Belair at Backlash for the women's championship. I'm curious if we're gonna get Sasha Banks actually returning to potentially cost Bailey the match. Um, obviously you know in recent memories since Wrestlemania we've been seeing Sasha banks uh the few and far between times we do see her like too frustrated to give interviews so to speak um so we'll see about that and uh elsewhere I mean you have them forcing like you know what seems to be Ray and Dominic gonna be winning the Tag team championships when you You know you get all these questions like you know How much pressure Is it that you guys might be the first Father son Tag team champions yada 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 And I'm really not a fan of it I kind of want to see Dominic turn on Ray It's really annoying especially Seeing him like carry Ray down to the ring Blah 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 That's just me Um As much as I despise Natalia. And I absolutely despise her. Please, for the love of God, get the title belts off of Shayna and Naya and put them on Tamina and Natalia. You you gave Candace Le- LeRae the rub in NXT. Give Tamina the rub in in WWE. She deserves it. And honestly, like Naya and Shayna annoy the shit out of me, and Reginald should be far far away from those championships as possible and then you had the 5 on 5 match at the end of the show very very underwhelming that's all i that's all i have to say about it it was very underwhelming so now we're at the end of our show uh I have a bunch of plugs that i obviously want to do um etc etc so once again if you love what you are listening to you can subscribe to Our channel, the 4th Wall Pop Network On Anchor And if you really love what you Are hearing, you can uh, Support Our Anchor by donating To one of three tiers 99 cents a month 4.99 a month or 9.99 A month, all that Goes back into our You know, our Network to be able to Make content, etc, etc um, and also, if you like wrestling You can find it on the network If you like lifestyle stuff You can find it on the network If you like pop culture You can find it on the network If you, if you like movies, video games Etc, etc You can find it on, on the pop network If you We literally Have a podcast For everyone All are welcome here at the hashtag FWPN. And also, we have two of our shows, New Normal Wrestling and Big Heck and Weight Adventures, who are sponsoring an upcoming wrestling show. They are sponsoring the upcoming Battle Club Pro Presents May the Franchise Reign. It will be an event consisting of two shows, at the Phil Sheridan Building in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. And at this show, you will be able to see the Pan-African World Diaspora Champion, Trisha Dora, the IWTV Independent Wrestling Champion, Lee Moriarty, Wrestler's Lab Champion, MV Young, the first-ever Fielder Franchise's Tournament featuring the All-Father Darius Carter, Edith Surreal, Matt McIntosh, The Hitman for Hire Mr. Grimm, Trevor Eon, Maxi Impaler, Rob Killjoy, Graham Bell, Savannah Evans, The Gifted One Yaya, Al Sabah, Casey Navarro, Mick Drake, and so much more. I know one of those additional and the so much more are uh, Team C-Stars will be in... Will be in action And if, if you if I'm very excited I'm going to be going to support this as well Unfortunately I do not have the money To sponsor But I will be at this And you'll be able to see Good Brothers You'll be able to see etc cetera, etc cetera. The Good Brothers will be getting interviews um, There's a whole uh, Bunch of different Tier tickets that are available As it stands right now As it stands right now there are uh, front row VIP to both shows, general admission to both shows, front row first show, general admission first show, front row second row, general admission second show, etc, etc. So if you're interested, check out Battle Club Pro on Twitter and look for information regarding their upcoming event, May the Franchise Reign, which is will be on May 29th, the first show being at 3 p.m., the second show being at 7 p.m. So now we got that out of the way, let's get back into this show. If you like me, you can find me on Facebook, David Malkwich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. You could also find me on Twitter at INDIE underscore DUSTYDAVE. And you can find me on Instagram at OZTEP08. You can find the show, The Crossroads, at THEKROSSRHODES. Same tag for both, uh, same handle for both Instagram and Twitter, and you can find Queen Juniper the Bunfort, first of her name, Lord of the Playpen in, da- in Bun Dad's Bed, Master of Tritos. you can find her Instagram at J-U-N-I-P-E-R-B-U-N-Z and I swear if you love animal content, you'll absolutely love it. And you can find all of our episodes, old episodes with DFDC, the new Crossroads Just Me, and any of our special episodes being the uh, Pit Stops, etc., etc., you can find at our anchor. And don't forget, you can find our merchandise at the Fourth Wall Swag Shop. And you can find all of those in the links When this is being posted So until next time Thank you for listening Happy Mother's Day out there To all the mothers Whether they be mothers of humans Of fur babies Etc, etc Happy Mother's Day We love you all Thank you for bringing life into this universe And until next time Diamond Dave Out